You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory to God. We're going to talk this morning about friendship. How many people have someone you're so grateful to God for? I mean, you just thank God for this friend. Do you have friends like that? So, Is there anyone that has nobody like that? You don't have anybody that is a friend that you're really grateful to God for? Anybody? Okay, you all have friends you're grateful to God for. Okay, I'm going to share with you a few, um, a few thoughts from the Word of God. But let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless your name this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to be gathered together, to hear from you, to feast upon your word. And I thank you, Lord God, for those you have placed in our lives that are truly a blessing. We celebrate your grace and your gift to us this morning. Thank you for the gift of friendship in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I call this message, True Friends huh? Gifts from God. Alright? True Friends, colon, Gifts from God. Yeah. The Bible tells us in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift... Is from where? It's from above. Do you have a friend that is good? That person is a gift. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's every good and every perfect gift is from where? From above. So you need to begin to see people as gifts from God. Especially if they are good. And perfect here does not mean uh, sinless perfection. Do you understand? Yeah. Perfect means complete. It means whole. So, you have a friend that is perfect in a sense that everything is in place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So when you look at them, you just thank God for them. You have somebody like that? Yeah. So the Bible is telling us every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes from the Father of lights. God the Father himself saw that you needed a friend. Yeah. And then he sent somebody into your life. You thought you were the one that went to get them. But the Bible is telling you that that person was sent into your life. Yeah. That person was sent into your life by the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Yeah, the Father of lights sent somebody into your life. 
in the form of a friend. I mean a true friend. Okay? Not every friend is true. But there are some friends that are true friends. They are true friends. And you need to begin to appreciate the gift that that friend is to you. And that's why if you had brought them here, then you know they would be happy. Yeah, they'll be happy and they'll feel special that they are of value to you. And then also they will value you because they will see you as a gift as well. Because you are a gift to somebody. There are different kinds of friends, but we're just talking about the true friend. The true friend. Okay? The true friend is from God. Is a gift. How many people love gifts? You love gifts? Yeah. Now, some, some people's love language is gifts. Yeah. How many people? Come on, you're guilty. Uh, lift up your hand. Let's see. <laughs> How many of you? Okay, gifts, you see. You need to know the people that like gifts. So that you can always give them gifts. Okay, so where are the people that love gifts? Aha, uh -huh, the hands are coming up now. Raise them up, raise them up. Higher, higher. Okay, somebody's going to get a gift today. We will see who that person is that will get a gift. Yeah, so God, our Father, loves to give gifts. Actually, that is His nature. He's a giver. For God so loved that he gave. So his love causes him to always give. It's more blessed to give, right? Yeah. So, friends, I give from God according to what we see here. Starting from this verse, we see that every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes from the Father of lights. Let's read that in the Amplified quickly. Amplified. It says, every good gift, every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light. Can you see? In the shining of whom there is no variation rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning, as in an eclipse. So in other words, there is no shadow in God. The reason why there is a shadow is because there is a blockage, right? Maybe the light is on one side, and then there is a blockage, and then you see a shadow fall. But when God comes, there is no shadow because his light and there is nothing to block that. There is no, no shadow that is cast. So his light is perfect from every angle you want to look at it. And that speaks of his character. His unchanging character. There is nothing that will cause him to stop being who he is. And so he's the father of lights. And because of that, there are some friends, a true friend will bring some light into your life. Yeah. 
A true friend, when God wants to bring certain kind of light into your life, there are some people that he will send into your life. Yeah, when that person comes, it's, that person is an embodiment of some aspect of God. So, don't tell me, Pastor, I'm not a people person. You better be, because God is a people person. Hmm? I only like to work with machines, not with people. Machines cannot relate. Work with machines, but work with people. So all the engineers in the house. It's not just systems. People. Touch someone, say people. Yeah. God loves people. God works with people. God sends people. He sends people into your life. So he wants to, you're praying certain prayers and you don't realize that the answer to that prayer is in a person. It's packaged into a person. It's packaged into a relationship. So God packages answers to prayers and he puts them in people and he brings them into your life. And you don't even know that this is the answer to the prayer. So there are times you're asking God, God, please give me understanding. You know what? The understanding comes in a person. Yeah. I find that to have been the case in my life, there are certain people. I have been able to read certain people. I've been able to assess my relationships and I know the significance of certain people in my life. So there are certain people that when they come into my life, I know what God is saying. Hmm? Yeah. That person is a communication from God. But you don't know. You just think... Yeah, friendship, we like, we're social beings, so, you know, we like to socialize and all of that. But apart from that, there is more to friendship than just being social. That's why the Bible says, he that walks with wise, with the wise, shall be what? Shall himself be wise. So when God wants to make you wise, he sends people into your life who are carrying wisdom. Are you getting me? So, the, 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 a true friend will bring wisdom into your life. You know friends who are wise. Hmm? Yeah. Or oh, they just want to party all day. <laughs> all they think about. When you think of friends, you just think of party. I guess there are some friends like that that I just come to liven your life. Yeah? Yes, they just come to, you know, spice up your life. Huh? When you are doom and gloomy and they come in, it's like the light bulb comes on. You have friends like that? Yeah, there is a place for that because heaven is not a boring place. 
in case you don't know. So some people bring an aspect of heaven to your life. Yes? Yeah, so they come in and when they come, heaven has come. But you don't know. Because they're in the flesh. So you just, ah, you know, that's how she is. She's always happy, happy, happy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's trying to show that she's always happy. But you don't understand. That's a gift. That's a gift from God to you. Huh? To, to re reduce the stress that you've been carrying. So when they come, you find yourself laughing. And you laugh. Have you, you, you know people that will make you laugh until your stomach aches? Yeah. Laughter does good like medicine. So many people don't know that there is healing power in laughter. I heard of this man that the doctors had given up on. He had terminal cancer and he was just told, look, just go and, you know, be close to your family. And, uh, yeah, enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. And it's, yeah, you only have a few weeks to go. So I heard that this guy, he just got home and they brought him some very funny um, uh, movies, shows. He was just watching and laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. And interestingly, the guy began to recover. Now, how do you explain that? I don't know. Is it placebo? No, it's not, right? It's Bible. His body just somehow, and they can't explain. They can't explain how he just started improving. And when I was told that, I remember the scripture. Laughter does good, like medicine. Yes. So when you see a friend that makes you laugh all the time, maybe it's medicine that God has given to you. Uh, there are some of us that are so serious that God needs to crack us a bit. So you need such friends. Amen? Yeah, you need such friends. Touch your neighbor, ask him, do you, do you have any friend like that? A friend that makes you laugh. You laugh until you start crying. Yeah. So if, if, if you have people like that, start looking at them as if they're weird. They are okay. They are what? They are okay. Enjoy them while you have them. That's God's blessing. That's God's gift to you. But you need to recognize the gift. You see, gifts come in different wraps. Gifts come in different wraps and you have to be able to unwrap the gift 
in order to benefit from the gift. And I'm just trying to help you to see, to unwrap some people. So that you can benefit from the blessing of God that is coming through them. Yeah. Some people need serious people in their lives. They need serious people. So God sends serious people into their lives because every day is a party to them. And it's like, you can't live life like that. You can't progress partying every day. So you need to be sober. So there are some people that when they come into your life, you just become sober. In fact, the moment they arrive, Yeah. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So when they come into your life, you just, you just find that you just get, have a grace to be sober. Yeah. You know, your, your senses come together. Everything is in place. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that is a gift from God. You need to unwrap that gift. Unwrap that gift. The gift of soberness. <laughs> yeah. So you, 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 you need to now begin to look at your friends different. And say, ask yourself, what do I need to unwrap from this person? Because there is something. The, the, the problem is that we are always blind to these things. And we, want, we only want things, we only see and interpret according to our distorted um, uh, perspectives and, and preferences and all of that. But God knows what you need. He knows what you need. So he gives you friends. Every good and perfect gift is from above. That friend comes into your life and that you just find all of a sudden you are able to make sound decisions. There's some people like that. But I have news for you. Satan also has his own. He has his own as well. Yeah. That he can send into your life to derail you. He can send people into your life. The Bible says don't walk with an angry man. Lest you learn his ways. Have you seen that in Proverbs before? Read the book of Proverbs. You'll be wise. Read the book of Proverbs and you'll see the different kinds of friends that God will send into your life. And also the ones that Satan Hallelujah. Yeah. So, not only does God send people into your life, Satan also sends people into your life. Yeah. Anything that God does and it works, Satan does the same. Yeah. 
So he knows where to learn from. He knows who to emulate. He learns from God. So he sees that God wants to bring direction into your life. And you are always constantly going astray. What does he do? He sends someone into your life. How many people God saved as a result of a friend? Raise your hand. Let's, let's see. Come on. A friend. You are, you are born again now because of a friend. Can you see? Yeah. See? Yeah. Friends. They are gifts. So that person, you owe that person gratitude. That person brought life to you. Hallelujah. Brought life to you. It's a gift. I used to make fun of my wife in those days. I said that I brought salvation to her. To her home. <laughs> You know? Yeah. That's, see, because of me, my father-in-law is in heaven now. Yeah. Yeah. I went into, I got into his life and things changed. Things changed. My mother-in-law is a daughter of God now because I came into their life. Amen. Yeah. How many people are in Christ because of you? How many people have become citizens of heaven because of you? You need to be a true friend. You need to be a true, true friend. Hallelujah. Proverbs, okay, 22. Let's see. 24. Let's read 24. Look at 24. Make no friendship with who? <laughs> so there are some people the Bible does not recommend friendship with. So if you are blinded just by being social and you are not smart enough to look beyond the surface as to what that relationship brings into your life, you can miss God. This friend you have, anything that happens, this person explodes and breaks everything around. The Bible says, don't be a friend with that person. Hello? Love them from afar. Yeah. There are people I love from afar. I love them God bless you. I love you real good. Uh, but, you know, don't come close. All right? Just stay there. I'll pray for you from here. Just, just stay there. God bless you. Let him make his face shine upon you. And let him, you know, let his countenance. Come on. But just stay there. Don't come close. No, there, it's. 
There's no scripture that says you should be a friend to everyone. Love your neighbor, but you don't have to be his friend. If he's an angry man. Yes? Yeah. Why? Because you will learn his ways. He that walks with wise men shall be wise. So that means when you see wise people, what do you do? Yeah. If you are smart, yeah. If you are smart, look out for wise people. Those are the kind of people that you should be friends with. Because when they open their mouth, they are not foolish. You know, there are some people that, like, you can't teach them. They are unteachable. So when they open their mouth, foley comes out of their mouth. Yeah, when the words they speak, they just, they just somehow, it has no direction, it's not going anywhere. You know people like that? Okay, you don't. I'm happy for you. You don't need to know such people. But they are there, believe me, they are there. Hmm? Anytime, you, you, anytime you meet with them, anytime you want to, uh, to, to talk to them, talk sense, sensible, you need to talk vision, you need to talk about life, you need to talk about, you know, great things that are happening. They, they just take it and distort it. And then you are like, when did I say that? Yeah, when did I say that? I, I never said that. But that's how they are. So be careful around such people. That's not a true friend. It's not a gift. That person is not a gift from God. Not everybody is a gift from God. Some people are not. Yeah. Some people will advise you to do things that you know, will destroy your family. It's like the day I got married, one man gave me counsel. <laughs> and if I followed that counsel, I will not have a family today. And he's an elderly man. Hmm? He says, listen to me very well. Start from today. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what he tells you. <laughs> You don't, you don't need it. <laughs> the first advice he gave me, never come home early. He said, start it from today. So that she gets used to it. And he says, if she questions you, ah, give it to her quickly. Yeah. How many people want that kind of friend? Is that a gift? Yeah. So you need to establish who is in charge right from the beginning. That's how to do it. 
Amen. That's not, that's not a gift. Yeah. That's, that's the voice of hell. And some other things he told me, I can't tell you. And I'm looking, I think, is this guy crazy or what? But of course, because, you know, we, we are respectful, you cannot be rude to a man like that. But what? This is a messenger of Satan. He said, oh, well, you know, his experience has been around. And so, you know. What kind of experience? So, a friend, a true friend is a gift from God. A true friend is a gift from God. You know, there are some people, let me, let's look at 2 Samuel. There are some people that God uses in ways in your life. Second Samuel chapter 16 verse 23. Now, this is this is a friend of David, King David. How many people know David? The greatest king that ever lived apart from Jesus. It says, now the advice of Ahithophel. Ahithophel was David's friend. And one of his advisors. But they were friends. Hmm? The advice of Ahithophel, which he gave in those days, was as if one had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the advice of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. So when Ahithophel opens his mouth to give an advice, it's as if you have consulted the oracle of God. Don't you, need, don't you want such friends? Yeah. And that's why David prospered the way he did. The, David rose to, to, to a level of greatness because of this man's counsel. Over the years, David never lost a battle. Because if you would look at, at the beginning of his life, he always inquired of the Lord. He would call the priest. He would go to the prophet. What is the Lord saying? Should I go or should I not go? Should I pursue? Should I? No. David was a man that always loved to hear from God. So guess what? God decided to put a living counsel into his life. In the embodiment of Ahitophel. Say, a true friend is a gift. It's a gift from God. Yeah. So for the Bible to say, when you seek this man's counsel, it's as if you are talking to the Lord face to face. Because when he opens his mouth, his mouth is linked to the heart of God. And when he opens his mouth, it's like God is speaking. Say, Lord, give me such friends. Amen. You might have them, but you have to unwrap the gift. 
If you don't unwrap the gift, you won't benefit from it. Okay? So you need to observe. When this person gives me counsel, what is it always like? I noticed something. There's a friend of mine. Anytime, I mean, I used to see him like once in a couple of years. But I notice a trend. Every time I get into his life, it's always at a transition. And I will always have something to say to help him in the next level. And it, it wasn't, I mean, I just noticed. Because you need to learn to read your life as well. You, you, you don't live just blindly and just go like a mule just walking around the place. Okay, so you need to observe patterns and cycles in your life. Yeah? I did a teaching a long time ago in Cape Town on that. How you can read seasons from the scriptures. How God uses that to operate in your life. Hmm? So I notice that each time I come into his life, somehow, somehow, it's always at a crucial time. And then he also noticed it. After that, he says, Eric. I notice that every time we meet, you always have the right thing to say to me. I guess I'm a gift to him. Yes. Okay. Are you too humble to accept that you're a gift? Don't be like that. But then, guess what? Ahitophel, out of offense, Decides to align with Absalom. So there was a conspiracy. The son of David. It's in fulfillment of the prophetic word that Nathan gave David. After he went into Bathsheba and killed Uriah. You need to go and read that. But... What happened is that Absalom rose up against his father. He wants to, he plans a coup against his father. My Lord, that's amazing. How do you begin that? Huh? The, the king's son decides that I will make a better king. So he connives, he strategizes, he goes, he's always waiting there at, you know, going to, at the entrance, at the strategic place, entrance to the court, he will meet people. What is your problem? And they'll tell him, he say, oh, if I were a king, you wouldn't have this kind of problem. You know, anyway, you know, we'll see. I hope you get justice. Another person, what's your problem? Oh, this is my problem. Oh, if only... You had a king like me. I know what to do. I know how to solve these kind of problems. You know? What's your problem? This is my problem. Ah. You know what? I don't want to say much. <laughs> but just go. I just pray for you. That, you know, God will help you. But go, go. Let me know the outcome. And so... 
With time, Absalom gained the, the hearts of the people. And he began to plan and plot how to get his father out of kingship. In fact, to kill the father so that he can become king. And who did Absalom get by his side? Ahitophel, chapter 15. Look at chapter 15, Second Samuel chapter 15. If you read the entire chapter, you'll see how things happen. To the point that David had to run out of Jerusalem, run out of town. Can you imagine? He ran for his life. But 31, verse 31, look at what the Bible says in verse 31. Then someone told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. The same man that when he speaks is the counsel, is the voice of God, is now with Absalom. And David knows. I can't beat that guy. That guy is a living oracle. It's a living oracle. He's my friend. But my friend has gone to align with my conspirator. Hmm? You see that in Psalm 55, in Psalm 55, we'll come back there. Let's read that quickly. Psalm 55, um, I think it's verse 12. Psalm 55, it says, Yeah, for it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it. Yes? Nor is it one who hates me, who exalted himself against me, then I could hide from him. Yeah. Next verse. Look at the next verse. What does it say? It says, but it was you, a man my equal, in my contemporary. Do you understand? My peer. Huh? My companion, my friend, my acquaintance. It's you, my friend. So he was talking here about Ahithophel. It's you. It's you. It's you, my friend. We live together. We, we ate together. We laugh together. We cry together. We seek God together. We worship together. We, we do so much together. And now, what has happened to you? A true friend, a gift from God to me has turned against me. Why? Why? Do you know why Ahitophel did that? I'll let you in on a secret. Ahitophel was Bathsheba's father. He never forgave David for Uriah. You see? So he about that. And then the occasion came. You see, that's why you must not harbor offenses. You don't know when it will hatch. Years later. The incident has been forgotten. 
Absalom comes. The enemy stares that up, which was put under the carpet. Hmm? So let's go back to Second Samuel. Someone told David, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, oh Lord, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into what? Foolishness. Please. Let, it, let his advice not come from you anymore. Lord, in other words, what God is saying, what David is praying, God, don't put your counsel in his mouth anymore. Because if he continues to operate at the level that he was operating before, I am finished. I can't defeat Absalom with Ahithophel functioning in his role as the oracle of God. You see, a true friend, don't lose true friends. Don't guard them. If you are a true friend, don't harbor offenses. It will turn one day. Without your knowledge, you won't know when Satan will use it. He will keep it. Satan is a strategist, master strategist. He knows when to strike and when not to strike. He knows when it will have the greatest impact. So he's patient. He's patient. This, just keep it there. We don't need it now. We won't use it now. So wait until you get to a level where there's going to be maximum damage. Are you getting me? Yeah, maximum damage. That's how he, he destroys relationships. At certain points, you, just, you wonder, where did this come from? Ah, it was being incubated. It was in the incubator, waiting, waiting for the appointed time of Satan. So it's not only God that has an appointed time. Satan has an appointed time. He has an appointed time to visit your relationships. Amen. I think I've said enough. Time is gone. We are going to break bread. Glory to God. Why don't you take a moment, just appreciate God for true friends. Lord, thank you for true friends. May I not be one of those that Satan, that Satan will use to destroy that which you are doing. I don't want to be one of those that will be used against your work. My Lord and my God. Yes, yes, yes. I am not going to allow anything to come between me and the true friends you have given to me. The true people you have put into my life. The gifts you have given to me. 
I will not allow that to happen. Ask the Lord to help you to be able to unwrap that gift in your friends. For you to be able to recognize and to appreciate the gift of God, the wisdom of God, the counsel of God, the joy of God, the sobriety, the gift of sobriety in that person. The gift of laughter in that person. The gift of wisdom in that person. The gift of counsel in that person. I'm telling you, the list goes on and on. The different types of people. Different types of gifts that God has given to you. And also ask that the Lord will help you to recognize those that Satan is, going, is, is, is planting into your life. To take you off the path of destiny. To take you off the path of life. To take you away from the purpose of God for your life. To bring you to the path of destruction. Lord, I pray right now. I come against every satanic relationship. Every, every, every relationship that is orchestrated by the enemy. Lord, my God, we come against that right now. In this place in the name of Jesus let not one person here be misled let nobody here be taken be taken astray oh God to the wrong path the Bible says that we should not sit in the seat of the scornful Lord God help us oh father to recognize those who are scornful uh, scorners oh father God the wicked give us the wisdom give us the ability to discern to discern even from the relationships you've blessed us with the friends you have placed into our lives the people you have placed into our lives mighty God we thank you we bless you Lord this ministry has come to you live from every nation Midrand for other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.